Matthew chapter 25, and I'm going to read from verse 1. The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. I want to stop right here as the Holy Spirit wants me to stop right here this morning. The focus of today's message is go buy for yourselves. Go buy for yourselves whatever you need in order to meet the bridegroom. Go buy for yourself. It takes effort. It takes energy. It takes everything from your heart, from your mind, from your body to do that which is the most important in your life. We can do everything and then we can get distracted with everything else. And we can totally miss the whole purpose of why we began to run our race. As Jesus said, we have to take heed. When the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on earth? Will he find faith on earth? Is God finding faith in you? The act of faith that needs to be in the life of every single believer. Is it found in you every single day when Jesus looks at you? At that moment, do you have Oh, do you think you will have the act of faith, saving faith, redeeming faith, continuous faith, that God is looking for faith in who? Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and what Christ has done. And to walk in what Christ has done, we need to do our part. Your doing and my doing is very important. If someone says you don't have to do anything, they are really wrong and they are misguiding in the people of God. The Bible says, buy the truth, don't sell it. Buy the truth. I want to emphasize the word buy as the Holy Spirit wants me to this morning. Buy the truth. Truth will cost you. Truth will cost you. I want to repeat. Truth will cost you. If someone says, truth will not cost you, it is not the voice of God. Truth will cost you. It will cost you your time. It will cost you your treasure. It will cost you your everything. Whatever is valuable for you will cost you. And when it comes to eternity... It will cost you. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses soul? We need to make time for Jesus. We need to make time for the kingdom of God. We need to make effort. As Jesus said, strive to enter into the narrow gate. Broad is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the gate. Many will try. But they will not 
be able to enter in. Ten virgins were there. Jesus categorizes them as foolish and wise. When we look at the world, we can say, okay, we have a certain percentage of Christians. Within that population, we can say, you have a certain percentage of born-again Christians. Within that category, you can say, oh, there are a certain group of people, a certain percentage of people, who claim to be people who are following Jesus Christ. Among those who claim to follow Jesus Christ, God will divide the wheat from the chaff. We are living in that period, the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to our hearts. We are living in a period where wheat will be divided from the chaff or separated from the chaff. Chaff and the wheat will be separated. It's no longer going to be together. Jesus Christ is coming very soon. If we want to be among the bride, if we want to be among the wheat, if we want to be among those who would be on the right side of God, among the sheep and not among the goats, it is important to understand that there are certain things that you and I must do. If someone says there is no doing, then they are lying. They are speaking for Lucifer. We must do certain things and it is important for us to search through the scriptures and see what does God require of me? What does God require of me? Does God require of me something? Oh, is it all Jesus' part and nothing my part? God does require from us a sincere heart, an earnest heart, a heart that would follow God through and through. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Which equals no idolatry anywhere in your life. That means wholly devoted to God. Buy the truth and don't sell it. Truth will cost you. That means you have to make time for God. Anything you go after will cost you. But you have to think about what you're going to go after and where you're going to invest in. Are you going to invest into eternity or are you going to invest into things that are not going to profit at all? The five wise virgins spent their time on something. The five foolish virgins spent their time on something too. They all had time, the same amount of time, and they all spent it differently. The five wise virgins spent their time going to the store, buying the oil that they needed to have in order to make it to the wedding. May God help your hearts to receive what the Spirit of God is speaking to you this morning. If you think that if you can have a lazy Christian life, know for sure you will not go when Jesus comes. If you think that, oh, I'm just going to have an easy-going Christian life, know for sure that it is not going to work that way. We must be people who fall under the category of people who would strive to enter into eternal life. These are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't care what scholar says what. doesn't matter to me at all. If you have the red letters in your Bible in the New Testament, make sure you know what it is. If it came out of the mouth of my Savior, make sure you take that very seriously more than anything else in the Bible. If Jesus said it, take it very seriously. Very seriously. It doesn't matter which preacher said what. There are many who will come in wolves. Many wolves will come in sheep's clothing. Many. God has warned us in the last days. Every word Christ has spoken is very important. Jesus said, 
Go. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. For the king is coming. When these wise virgins looked at the foolish ones and said, You need to go and buy. Buy oil for yourselves. Understand that. The wise virgins went and bought oil for themselves. It involves time. It involves money. It involves effort. It involves them sacrificing other things in order to get this. May God help you to understand that prioritizing your life according to the kingdom of God, prioritizing your life according to the word of God, what you need the most is what you should go after, which is eternal life, which is what God has for you, the inheritance that God has for you. What God has for you, you need to go after that. Seek after the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. There are specific words that Christ, the Savior, has mentioned when he spoke. Those are very important when he says, seek first. The word first has to stand out. When he says, seek, the word seek has to stand out. There's a reason why God has said certain things, very important things. Doing our part. My doing and your doing. In your own salvation. In your own preparation to meet the Savior. It's very important. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, says God's word. Jesus said, strive to enter into the narrow gate. Now, does it mean that you're going to be striving without peace? No. The peace of God that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord when we choose to abide in Him, when we choose to follow Him. There's that tremendous peace. When the wise virgins went to get their oil on a timely manner, they were not rushing. They were not panicking. They knew they needed to get it. They were wise, Jesus says. They prepared themselves to meet the bridegroom. God is speaking to our hearts today. How much time are you taking to prepare yourself? If God would call you today to stand before Him, are you prepared to meet your God? Are you prepared to stand before God? How much time are you spending to prepare yourself? The wise virgins were called wise because they prepared themselves to meet the bridegroom. Prepare yourself. Every single day, make sure that you're ready. Every single day, prepare yourself to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. Every single day, make sure you take time to buy the truth, whatever it takes. Spend that time with the Lord Jesus Christ. Go where the truth is. Make sure you make that effort. Make sure you are where God wants you to be. Don't shortchange yourself. Don't be like the foolish virgins that said, Oh, I'll do it some other time. Oh, I'm okay. I've been living like this all my life. Does it mean it's okay? No. When God opens your eyes of understanding, it's so important to say, enough is enough right now. Right here. I'm stopping. Everything. And I'm going to focus on what matters the most in my life. Buying the truth is very important. And buying it in a timely manner is important. Don't waste another second. Don't give yourself over to anything that is fleeting. Don't give yourself over to anything that is vain. Don't give yourself over to anything that is temporary. Look for eternal joy, eternal satisfaction. Look for eternal wealth. Look for eternity. Be a wise virgin, a wise man, a wise woman. When these foolish virgins 
went to buy. What happened? Because it was not done in a timely manner, the bridegroom came. When? When they went to buy. Those who were ready went with him to the wedding and the door was shut. Too late. The Bible talks about Esau. Esau earnestly sought repentance and he started with tears. But you know what? It was too late. May we never be in that position where it would be too late. If someone tells you, oh, the doors of heaven are always open. Even after you die, it will always stay open. That's not true. Just as God shut the door to the ark, Noah's ark, no one was able to enter in after that. They cried and cried and cried. They wanted to get in. It rained. The whole world cried. Their cry came up to heaven. But it was too late. Why? They were given enough time, ample time, plenty of time to enter in. While the preacher of righteousness, the Bible says, Noah preached and he 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 preached. They did not make time to go by the truth. They didn't make effort. He is preaching. We'll do what we have to do. But when the door is closed, we'll go and knock on the door. Noah's merciful, right? Noah's wife is merciful. Noah's kids are merciful. Someone will open the door. It didn't happen. Because God shut the door. There is a time called the acceptable time. And the Bible calls it as the acceptable time. Now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of repentance. I mean, these are New Testament scriptures. Now is the acceptable time. Today is the day of salvation. If you don't harden your heart, don't do what the people in the wilderness did. Provoke God. Today is the day. Today is the day. Now is the time. Now is the time to buy truth. Now is the time to take your Bible and search the word for the truth. Now is the time to attend every meeting that God has to take it in. Now is the time to really pay attention to what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking. Now is the time. Because there will come a time where it will be too late. At that time, people would want the truth. At that time, they would want to get it. They'll say, okay, somehow, somehow I need to get in. Somehow I need to get in. Somehow I need to get in. And they'll try to run. They'll try to squeeze in. But you know what? They will not be able to enter in. Why? Because they squandered the allotted time that was given. The Spirit of the Lord is speaking to hearts today. I didn't come here to scare anyone. This was not something that I planned or I read. No. I had tremendous opposition before I gave this word in the spirit realm where the enemy did not want me to speak before God gave this word and through prayer God helped me to break through and get the word from the Lord to give this word to you this morning the urgency must be understood the urgency must be understood the urgency with which the Spirit of the Lord is speaking must be understood. While these people went to buy. Why? Because they too wanted to enter in. They too were part of the virgins. See? These were not the people of the world. These were virgins. They kept themselves to meet the bridegroom. But did not do what they should have done. They didn't take the time to buy the oil that they needed. They didn't do what the wise virgins did. Just being a virgin is not enough. We need to be wise virgins. 
just calling ourselves believers. Oh, I have my Bible. Oh, I read my Bible. Look at my Bible. It's all marked up. People say all these things. How much are you really practicing the Word of God? How much are you really walking in the Word of God? It's not about how many scriptures you know. It's not even about how many scriptures you've memorized. It's a good thing to memorize. You should memorize. But the whole purpose of memorizing is to put that into practice. Every time we come to the presence of God, taking the Word of God very seriously and saying, God, I will do everything in my power before you to go after you like never before. To seek your kingdom and your righteousness like never before. To buy the truth. To be where the truth is. I want to be there. I want to get everything I can get now. That I'm not going to say, perhaps tomorrow. Perhaps tomorrow. Perhaps tomorrow. The Bible says the lazy man, he desires for something. But he never gets it. He never gets it. Why? Because he doesn't make effort. All ten were virgins. All ten were invited to the wedding. All ten were in the race. All ten were given the lamps. Only one thing they had to do was to make sure they had the oil. They had to trim their lamps. Yes. Nobody's going to do that. Trimming Every lamp is important. Only then the fire is going to burn. But will it burn without oil? It is very, very, very important. If you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, make sure you get it. Make sure you go to God. Make sure you pray. Make sure you have it. It is very important. Make sure your oil is fresh. You're not saying, Oh, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit 10 years ago and I'm speaking the same way and, and once in a while I speak. That means nothing. You're running on some old leftover oil. You need to be living in the Spirit. You need to have oil and you need to have enough oil. Make sure you're clothed with power from on high. Make sure you seek the Lord. Make sure you're walking in obedience to the word of God. Make sure you're trimming your lamps. Very important. Make sure. Make sure that you walk in sanctification. Cleansing yourself of everything that you need to cleanse yourself is very important. What the Spirit of the Lord says, do what you have to do, your part, in cleansing yourself of everything that is filthy, everything that can so easily cling to you. Make sure you cleanse yourself. Jesus showed this to the disciples by washing their feet because they walk everywhere. Through the Word of God, He said, you're clean. But there has to be a routine washing of the feet that is important. Jesus Christ cleanses you with His precious blood. But you need to cleanse yourself every single day. should not do any presumptuous sin. But like Job did. Lord, if there's anything that I even don't know, sanctify me of that, Lord. I want to be blameless before you, Jesus. We need to prepare ourselves every single day. No one knows when our call will be to stand before God. No one knows. No one knows when Jesus would return. One thing we know, that we will stand before God. We need to be prepared. We need to be wise. One thing we know, that this life on earth is very temporary. One thing we must know, that we are not living for this world. We should not be living for this world. One thing we should know, 
that our citizenship is in heaven, not here. One thing we should know, that the pollution and the custom and the, the smell, the enticement of this world should have no influence on your soul. One thing you should know, that you should keep your eyes, your body, your emotions away from anything that would stain you. Ten virgins. Ten virgins. All of them wanted to meet the bridegroom. They all began well. They all began well. They were all found in the same category until the divine king who was wise and who was foolish. You know who determines who is wise and who is foolish? God. God determines. By what? By what they did and what they didn't do. If you look at Matthew 25, you have many sections there which will be categorized by what they did and what they didn't do. Very important. What you do and what you don't do is very important. Very important. Nothing happens automatically. Salvation and sanctification doesn't happen automatically without you knowing sometime when you're sleeping and somehow you're being changed to the image of Jesus. No. It doesn't happen that way. Your involvement in your salvation is important. Your involvement in preparing yourself to meet God is important. Very important. Buy the truth. Make sure you take time to buy the truth. The wise virgins took time to buy the truth. I'm going to read it one more time so it really sinks deep into your spirit today. No matter what you do throughout the day. I pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to take this word of God and work this word in your spirit as eastward work itself in the dough and increase your capacity to obey the truth. The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. So far, so good. No difference here. They were all virgins. They all had their lamps. They all went out to meet their bridegroom. Their focus was on the bridegroom. They didn't go anywhere else. They prepared for that. They started out well. Apostle Paul says this through the Spirit of God. You all ran well. What happened to you all of a sudden? What went wrong? What did you allow in your heart? What did you allow to get into your minds? What happened all of a sudden? What went wrong? Verse 2. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Based on what? Those who were foolish took their lands and took no oil with them. This is where the difference is. The foolish ones took the lambs and took no oil with them. They thought that, ah, I have time. I can get it. It's not urgent. I can seek God whenever I want to, however I want to. There's people like that. Whatever they want, they will do. It doesn't matter what the Bible says. I mark out my own path to follow Jesus Christ. Well, that path for sure will not lead to eternal life. We have to walk in the path that Christ has marked out. The Bible, the Word of God is our path. That is what we ought to follow. It is so important to look at every verse in the Bible, especially like I said, the red letters you see in the New Testament, take it very seriously, very seriously. More than looking for a loophole, we say, oh, what Romans 6 says, oh, what Romans 7 says. Even there are people hung up on those things. Predestination, no predestination, who cares? 
Are you living right before God? God is not going to ask on the last day, what did Calvin say? What did this guy say? What did that guy say? What does your commentary say? God is going to ask you on the last day, what did you do with what I said? The Lord Jesus Christ said. God the Father said. God the Holy Spirit said. The inspired word of God said. Very important. Focus on what Jesus said. The entire Bible is actually in it. In the Gospels, like I said, the red letters, very important. Take those very seriously. Don't get hung up on anything else. If you thoroughly know what Jesus said, and you give yourself over to his words, you won't be stumbled by anything that anyone says. When you read the rest of the Bible, be it the Old Testament or the Epistles, you are never going to get confused. Because the words of the Lord Jesus Christ will guide you. As you read, you will read it through the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no confusion. There's no confusion at all. Because every word that God has spoken will go along with what Jesus Christ said. And what Jesus Christ said goes along with what God the Father said. What God the Holy Spirit spoke through Apostle Paul, through Apostle Peter, through Apostle James, through Apostle John, goes along with what the Lord Jesus Christ said. Our triune God is one Lord who will never contradict himself. So now these five wise virgins did something different than what the foolish ones did. What did they do? They took their lambs and they took oil with them. That's the difference. And we see that the five wise virgins went and bought the oil. While it is day, Jesus said, do what you got to do. Because night comes when no man can work. And what do you have to do? Jesus said, I work the works of him who sent me. I'm here to do that and to finish it while it is day. While it is day. Night comes when no man can work. So there is a time, a definite time, when you can get what you can get when it comes to the things of God. But there will also be a time where when you want to, when you cry with tears, when you say, Lord, open the door, it will not happen. And we see that even in Proverbs. When wisdom cries, you don't go after wisdom, then when you cry, your voice will not be heard. It is very, very important to understand what time it is. It is important for you to understand the urgency of the call of God this morning. What urgency the Spirit of God is calling you. To go get that oil. Buy that truth. Buy that truth. Buy that truth. Take time to be holy. Take time to go to the house of God. Take time to sit at the feet of Jesus. Spend the time in His presence. Don't say, oh, I want to get everything done in 15 minutes. Try it when you bake a cake. Try it when you try to bake Thanksgiving turkey. Put it in the oven and get it in half an hour and sit down and eat. See how it will be. Yet many want to rush when it comes to the presence of God. Many want a short, no good service and a big miracle. What a contradiction. What a folly. We need to understand. You want something substantial from God? Make sure you give that time to God. Make sure you show God that you are serious. Make sure that you are there to listen to every word that the Spirit of the Lord is speaking. And make sure that you are ready to commit yourself 100% to God Almighty. Then you can expect God to open the heavens for you. There are no shortcuts to the kingdom of God. There are no shortcuts to the kingdom of God. The wise virgins took oil in their vessels 
with their lamps. While the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. Now, when the bridegroom is delayed, there's a reason. When God delays anything, there's a reason. Those who are prepared, they can really sleep comfortably. You don't have to panic. You don't have to worry about anything. Because you know that you're secure in the Lord because you're doing His will. You're walking in obedience to God. But those who are not, when they are not prepared, they cannot sleep properly. However, when they live a lie, they won't sleep. A false sleep, you call that delusion, spiritual slumber. So the wise virgins, they slept with deep peace, inner peace. There's a peace that comes from God. But the foolish ones, they slept. What kind of a sleep that was? That was spiritual slumber. They really slept good while not being prepared. Suddenly, verse 6 says, At midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Suddenly, middle of the night, when they didn't expect, while they were sleeping, a cry was heard. All those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. So far, sounds good. Suddenly, one group finds out, Oh my God, I don't have, or we don't have oil. Because our lamps are going out. Well, is it a secret? No. Don't you think they should have known this before? Absolutely. How come it's a surprise for them all of a sudden? Because they did not care enough to do what they should have done when it was time for them to do what they should have done. What they do, they did not take time to buy the oil that was needed to keep their lamps going. It is so important to be in the presence of God. It is so important to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It is so important to be filled with the new infilling of the Holy Spirit. It's so important to have the Spirit of God to empower you to live as witnesses. To be led by the Spirit. The choice is yours. Whether you want to mortify the deeds of the flesh by walking in the Spirit. You need to do what you should do. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. It's not about how much philosophy you know or how much psychology you know. Or how spiritual one may pose. It's all in vain if we don't know the Savior in an intimate manner. And have the lamp of the Holy Spirit. The oil of the Holy Spirit. The working of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The Word of God is the lamp. The oil is the Holy Spirit. We need the cleansing that needs to take place by trimming your lamps. Without that, it's not going to work. There are things that we need to do. Trim your lamp. Sanctification is essential. Go buy oil. Infilling of the Holy Spirit is important. And walking in the Spirit is important. Make sure you have it. Make sure when the call comes, you'll be ready. If you know that you're walking in the Spirit, if you know that you're empowered by God and you're living an overcoming life, what is the point? What is, what is the reason? Why did Jesus Christ said, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you're clothed with power from one high? Why did he say that? Why didn't he just tell the disciples, well, you were with me these three and a half years 
and you observed and you were with me now you can go ahead and do what I did then work that way he said don't go anywhere don't do anything before you're clothed with power from one high and what is that clothing for Jesus said to be witnesses not to just go and get on a microphone and share a 10 minute testimony or two day testimony no for your whole life to become a testimony to be a witness to become a witness that means in your home at your workplace in your institution wherever God has called you to be as a mother as a father as a husband as a wife as a grandfather as a grandmother as a grandchild as a son as a daughter as a teacher as a lawyer as a doctor whatever people should see Christ in you that's the purpose of the Holy Spirit be clothed with His power from on high so that you can be His witnesses witness of who? the Lord Jesus Christ that wherever you go people will see Jesus the holiness of Jesus the love of Jesus the humility of Jesus the patience of Jesus that's where the fruit of the Spirit comes from where else will it come from? from the Spirit of God so to have the Holy Spirit is essential understand that if you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit seek God if you have received the Holy Spirit and you're just sitting with something that's old know that it's not going to really do you much good you need to be living in the Spirit walking in the Spirit what are you doing with what God gave you God will ask you of that you need to be living in the Spirit the purpose with which God has given is for you to live an overcoming life the power of God has been given so that you can live an overcoming life so what are you supposed to do you're supposed to walk in the Spirit so that you don't fulfill the lust of this flesh live in the Spirit so that you can live unto God and not be carnally minded which is death God help us this morning to dig deeper to dive in deeper to understand what the Holy Spirit is speaking at this hour what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world many awards many trophies many houses many barns full of stuff will do us no good as Jesus said to the rich man, O oh fool, if your life is required from you this day, what are you going to do? Suddenly the call came. Oh, the bridegroom is here. That's when the five foolish realized, oh no, we don't have oil. It wasn't a mystery before. They all knew they didn't have oil all along. All of a sudden, their eyes opened up, so to speak. All of a sudden they feel the urgency. But you know what? It was too late. May we never be in this miserable, pathetic state. Never. May we be with the wise virgins. Every day prepare yourself to meet God. Every day. Make sure. Make sure you invest in your soul make sure you invest into eternity be smart be smart the Holy Spirit is speaking to you at this hour be smart make sure you invest into eternity by spending time with God by having the Word of God as your priority making sure that you get that oil that you need while it is day it's not a one-time thing it's not a five-minute thing it's not saying oh one day I'm going to go to a revival meeting or oh, one Sunday I going to church no Make sure you have enough. Make sure you fill your jar with that oil. Make sure you buy enough for yourself. Make sure you make that effort to fill yourself 
with the Spirit of God. Make sure. And you will never be put to shame. And you will be like the wise virgins who would go in with the bridegroom and have the door shut. Where they will be rejoicing in the huge banquet but the ones who are outside, very similar to the people who were destroyed in the flood, cried. Like Esau, cried. Earnestly cried, but it was too late. They said, Lord, Lord, it was too late. Lord, open the door. It was too late. Even though they were among the virgins, even though they had the lamps, they had to hear the bridegroom say, I don't know you. I don't know you. Why? Because it was not important for them to prepare to meet the bridegroom, even though they fell under the category of those who wanted to meet the bridegroom. They started well. They started well. Something happened. They got distracted. They thought, ah, this is not that important. And you know what? Some presumed upon the grace of God. Where they said, well, when the bridegroom comes, we'll somehow get it from these people who have. They had it in their minds that way. That's why even though they knew that they didn't have the oil, they were fine. They thought, oh, these people who are here, these wise virgins, they are the ones all the time sitting in church, all the time, you know, going all the way over there and sitting there for all these many hours. And, you know, they have all these things, but, you know, we can just go drop in once in a while. And we can get what they have. It doesn't work that way. No. It doesn't work that way. There are no shortcuts in God's kingdom. So they thought, even though we don't have to make the effort that they made, even though we don't have to spend what they spent in order to get the oil, well, we can get it from these people, these crazy people who wasted their time and they got oil. They'll be foolish enough to give us when we ask them. It didn't happen that way because they were wise. They made sure they got it for themselves and they knew that if I give away anything, we won't be able to make it. Each one knew that they would give that away, even a little bit. They're not going to make it. Now, you're not going to have it, and I'm not going to have it. Very important. Uh, each and every single person should work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. Each and every person. Every single person. God is speaking to our hearts today. Make sure of your calling in election. Make sure. You have to take time to prepare yourself before God. You need to take time to think about eternity. Don't keep yourself too busy saying that I'm too busy. I have no time to think about eternity. Because it will be very terrible when God says, well, I don't know who you are. Don't be among the foolish virgins who said, we were virgins, Lord. We kept ourselves, Lord. All we don't have is the oil. Do you know what? The bridegroom will say, I don't know you. Don't think that you can make it without making the effort that the wise virgin said. Don't do what the foolish virgin said. Don't make the same mistake. They said, well, the wise virgins all the time we're in the presence of God all the time. They're praying all the time. They're reading. They have nothing to do probably. That's why they're always there. Probably the pastors too. Overly spiritual. They're probably obsessed with this the kind of meeting and this kind of living. And how these people live like this. Well, if you don't know how they live like you should, you ought to find out. If you want to make it, make sure you do what the wise virgins did. Never think that I can just somehow enter in. Somehow last minute I can get it. Never think that without paying the price, I'll somehow get 
whatever the wise virgins have, and I'll somehow do ministry, somehow I'll serve God, and somehow I'll end up in heaven with a nice big mansion. doesn't work that way. The saddest part will be when the king says, Depart from me, I don't know you. Everything that we did, when it's burned down to ashes in front of our eyes, it'll be terrible. If we had not done the will of God. Based on whether we did the will of God, he will say if, we, if he knows us or not. So every day make sure you prepare yourself and ask yourself this question. Am I doing the will of God? Did I do the will of God? Have I done the will of God for this day? And if you can answer that, then you can rest knowing that if God calls you or if He returns, you'll be among the wise virgins who are not put to shame who were rejoicing in the presence of the bridegroom. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Watch therefore, for you know not neither the day nor the hour. The time when we have to stand before God. No one knows what day, what that hour is. Our usefulness to the King depends on our obedience to the King. Depends on His working in and through our lives. From what Christ did on the cross of Calvary, taking what Jesus did, making the most out of that is what God will expect from our hands for what Christ did on the cross. Never take the things of God lightly. Never take the presence of God lightly. Every time we despise the presence of God, we grieve the Holy Spirit. We will fall under the category of foolish virgins where we put other things ahead of God. When the call comes, It'll be too late. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I know that you've given your word this morning. With a very specific purpose to prepare us to meet you. Help us to prepare ourselves every single day. Make sure we have the oil in our lamps. Make sure we have our lamps trimmed. The fear of the Lord may really guard our hearts and minds and keep us from falling. Keep us from spiritual slumber, from spiritual lethargy, from a life of compromise. Keep your people, O Lord, in the name of Jesus, from the snares of the things of this world choke everything that you're doing in the lives of people. I pray, Lord, let each and every brother, sister, child who's on this call this morning and look at their own lives in the light of God's word. May value the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. May take the word of God seriously. May they make effort to come to the presence of God, to spend time in the house of God, to fill themselves with the word of God and with the oil of the Holy Spirit and put it to use by walking in the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit may lead your people that their moments and their days may be planned by God Almighty. So bless your people, Lord. Bless your people, Lord, this morning. Take a few minutes in the presence of God, each one of you. Give yourselves over to this word of God that God has given. And tell the Lord, Lord, 
I want to be among the wise, not among the foolish. And tell the Lord, Lord, I will be diligent, Lord, going forward. I'm deciding this day. I'm going to think about how I live my life every day. I'm going to make sure I buy the truth every day. Make sure I take the time to buy the truth every day. I'll make sure that I'm applying the Word of God, that I'm in the presence of God, receiving the Word of God, that I'm walking it out every day, that I make effort, Lord, and I'm not going to be a lazy Christian, I'm not going to be a stingy Christian, I'm not going to be a Christian that gives God, that will give God the leftovers, here, Lord, a little bit of my time. I can spend more time in your presence, so a little bit of my time. Thank you, Jesus. Repent before God for any kind of spiritual laziness, any kind of spiritual lethargy. Take a few moments in the presence of God that the Lord is giving you this time. No matter how busy you are, even if you're on your way to work, make sure to take the time to repent before God. This is more important than anything else. Thank you, Jesus. Tell the Lord, Lord, I'm going to reprioritize my life. I'm going to reprioritize everything. I'm going to reprioritize, Lord. I'm going to. Just don't pray this prayer and just forget about it. Make sure, whatever your mouth says to the Lord, make sure you follow through with it. Make sure you intentionally prepare yourself every single day to meet God, every single day. Okay, Jesus. Think about eternity and prepare yourself for eternity every single day. Thank you, Jesus. Give priority to the Word of God. Priority to the presence of God. Priority to the Spirit of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Bless us, O Lord. Thank you for your precious Word. Give yourselves to the Lord. And tell the Lord, Lord, I'm going to live a life of no compromise. Help me, Father. And make sure you look at every decision you're making and make sure that you're not compromising in any way. The choice is yours. Every choice that you're making is your choice. You need to slow down. Think before you do anything. And ask yourself this question. Will this please Jesus? And if you're not sure, don't go forward with it. Ask the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, you've spoken and we've heard your voice this morning. I pray that you wake those who are sleeping and I pray that you will cause them, Lord, to wake up once and for all so that they may run the race that you have set for them. With endurance and finish well, for your glory. May this message be a message that will, they will remember every day, Father. May this message be a message that they would keep in front of them every single day until they meet you face to face. As your servant, Lord, standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, and bless your people, Father, with this blessing that you alone can bless them with, that they may be doers of your word. Every word that you have spoken may become alive in their spirits, in their bones, in their bone marrows, in their DNAs, in every single cell, in their minds, in their spirits, O oh Lord. Let it Become one with the Spirit. That they may bring forth much fruit. 
So continue to speak to them, Lord. For this I ask in Jesus' name. And I bless them with his blessing. They may not lose this word that you have spoken. I pronounce it upon your people. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.